You are listening to WMB1 Radio, your urban music link from the secret city. Your host, Charlie Perry and Russell Raymond, serving you R&B music on the rocks. Chilled music with chilled hosts, where you get to listen to the music you love the most on WMB1 Radio. Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. Today's guest is my man, my friend, and New Bedford High School standout, along with a lot of standout stats all over the place, man. This dude was one of the kids I looked at at a very young age, and I said, he's NBA bound, and he was only probably 13, 14 years old. Very proud of him, like what he's doing, and uh, he brings the population back in the gym at New Bedford High School. Him and his teammates were were definitely uh, made us all proud. And, you know, it was like get out of work, then go to the gym to see New Bedford High School boys play. So without further ado and very by popular demand, my guest, Brian Rudolph. What's up, man? That's a, that's a hell of an intro, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. We, we – uh, we were proud, man. Especially you and your team, man. It, it was, it, it bring back what we felt probably with Marcus, Marcus Will's team and and Charlie DePina, that team. You know, people were just leaving work and then going to the gym. And then when you guys came, it was like it's back, it's right. back. You know where, you know bunch of people watching the JV game just to get a seat, you know, and ready for you guys. And, um, uh, but you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to give you your flowers while you're standing, man, you, you're doing tremendous kid things with the kids in the neighborhood, in the community, um, throughout the County. So I'm very proud of that. And, um, was very proud of you taking on the, uh, basketball tournament down at Monty's, especially, you know, with this pandemic stage and, and all that, you know, that was a tough thing, but I'm glad you got everything, you know, done and accomplished. I appreciate it, man. I do all those things because I just seen how it was done before me. Even when we're talking about um, the high school days, like I got, I had the, the pleasure of playing for coach Rodericks when I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. And what he was good at is showing us and getting us to understand what New Bedford High basketball was. So he would show us the old tapes of when Marcus played mm-hmm. and how the gym looked. And it was like, wow, we, we want to do that. And literally breeded us mm-hmm. into that going into high school. So there was we went into high school thinking we're going to be the state champions by the time we're seniors. That was our mindset. Anything less wasn't even realistic to us. So he did a, an amazing job of just putting that in our minds and Almost making it come to fruition, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it I, I mean, I mean, it was just an exciting game. There was always something, and when when your team was down, it was pretty much, you know, we wasn't worried about it. You know, right? Not too many times were you down. You know, it, it just one of those fluke things. You know, a couple of turnovers in a row, and then someone went mm-hmm. up by four or six or whatever it was. But it was never something that. There was no lead that was not too far away for your team to right to get it because for one, I mean, you were great offensive players, but defense, you were definitely tremendous defensive players, you know. Mm-hmm. For sure. We um yeah, that, that that was our mindset. And in a lot of our games, even down 10, down 12, we never thought oh, we're gonna lose this game. It was mm-hmm. always all right, it's time to make a run. We were um uh, uh, very hard 
stubborn, uh, unselfish team. Mm-hmm. And I say stubborn because we never thought we could lose a game. <laughs> <laughs> so it was some good stubbornness. It's true. It's true. The um, it. W- where did you get your inspiration from? I mean, it, there's a lot of people in your family, especially some athletic people. But where, who finally gave you that ball, and it, it became something. It became part of your life. Um. So I, I grew up in the Bay Village with my grandmother and my mother, and so we used to play basketball right on the crate. Mm-hmm. on the clothesline cut the milk crate out and hang yep. it up on the clothesline so i started there and then one summer maybe spring my mother was like you're gonna go play basketball um i think alan was alan ganetta was doing this monty summer league at the time so we're gonna go sign you up at gome school to play in the summer league and i was i cried i'm not going <laughs> trying to drag me out the house i'm not going so i think she ended up going to sign me up and then when we got to the park, I was, that was it. I just yeah. fell I fell in love with it. I always loved basketball, but I, I liked it in my comfort zone, on my clothesline with my two or three friends playing little one-on-one games. So she took me out of that comfort zone, and I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the game from there. So I would say seven, seven years old um, is where it started, and eight years old is where the love became like an obsession. And then, you know, I remember your grandmother buying the house and then she puts the hoop up. And so every time you walk by that yard or drive by the yard, that's all you heard was the basketball going. And, you know, it was either you or, or somebody else, you know. Shooting oh, yeah, for sure. Mom, we might have had the I think we had the first true bounce in my backyard. Mm-hmm, probably for those first ones uh, <laughs> back there. So. Yeah, it was fun. We had a lot of two-on-two tournaments, me and my friends, my neighborhood friends. And even that, just to have a hoop in your backyard, it was like, this is a blessing. I got to take advantage. So I will set up some garbage cans, use my imagination. So like mm-hmm. I said, at eight years old, that, that love became like an absolute obsession with the game, trying to perfect it. Good. Um. You know, we, we, everyone kind of have this top list of who's the best, who's this, who's that. I hate to put you on the hot seat, but who's your starting five, including you, that you wouldn't mind playing ball with? To be um, uh, New Bedford, from New Bedford High? Yeah. Um, I'll leave it like that because I, I will start at the one. Um, Marcus Wills at the two. Woo. At the three, I was I'll go Trey, mm-hmm. Trey Lewis, four Bobby Duop, and then five I would go with. Um, me personally, I would go with Nick Ponce because I played with Nick. He was yep. a he was Gatorade Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, great offensively, so I would go with Nick at the five, and then I gotta add a six for Charlie. Okay. I got I I want to play with Flea. Yes. For I want to play with Flea. I think we could have made that happen. We would have worked well together. So they would they would they would have bring they would have had a hard time bringing that ball up with you two on the court. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the um no, that's a that's a great that's a great team. Um and uh you know what? I seen all of them play. All of them play. You know and Bobby too. Bobby was one of my teammates at a younger age, you know, kind of boys club league, Bay State League, you know. So I knew how talented he was growing up. Um, you know, he just had it. He just he just had that anything in the key that was like money for him. He was just on all the time. Amazing at the top of the press. Yep. Trey Lewis's energy was un un I mean, it's just it was out the out the gym, man. His energy nonstop. It was just, right. and uh, so you got a your mom's good friends. My good friend coached you for a few years, and that's Donald Lesser, tremendous point guard. Um, you know how 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 was he as a coach? On you know that advice, you know that, that's my guy. Like uh, Donald's, like um. <laughs> 
uh, my uncle slash brother. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. That's the type of relationship we've had for a long time. He was he was a great coach. It's yeah. Like guys like Donald, guys like Flea, guys like Dwayne Pena, guys like myself, like we're able to play and have success at at the high school level or further on because of little details. So mm-hmm. that a lot of people overlook or a lot of people don't understand. So with Donald, he was really good at just pointing out little things, little things that no one else would necessarily point out to me, things that I already saw, but to have a conversation about what I'm seeing with someone else who also sees it, it goes a long way. Sure and does. Then we also have that dynamic, that, that, that big brother, little brother dynamic too is someone I can confide in with personal issues, not just yeah. basketball. So I have yeah. a great appreciation. For he's Donald. got a lot of life skills, life experiences. Right. Well. Exactly. You know, it's, 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 he's a good, good dude. And he's one of the dudes that I give a hug and I really, I really mean it. I mean, anybody I hug, I mean it, but mm-hmm. he's a dude that, you know, Hey bro, I love you, man. I love you. Same. Every phone call me and him have at the end. I love you. Oh, I see him at the barbershop. I love you. It's always the same. He would, I mean, you know how many friends he had, but could you imagine this? He wishing everybody happy Father's Day, happy birthday, you know, just going through his list, man. And it was, it was, it's still constant. He's always doing that. So, but, um, you, when you, when you all got to, um, um, we're at the boys club. Your, your team, I forget the name of the team, but you all King, were, King Kings. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so you talked about you being, you know, pretty much being molded and and taught, you know, that hey, you know, this is your time. This is when it starts, you know, and Coach Rogers in your ear constantly. Um, and that dude, he can coach you, and he knew what he was talking about. He could still shoot, still shoots to this day. Um, had the basketball IQ better than most, you know, he's not, he's, you know, he's been not infamous. He's famous for being one of the top coaches in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And um, so you got him at a very, very young age outside of coach projects. um, You really, you know, from Bay state to high school, there wasn't too many other coaches for you. I don't remember. I had I had my first coach was Mr. Brito, was That's Peter right. Brito. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I'm, I'm your mom's age. I'm sorry, man. I get it's a little older. Again, <laughs> hey, Mr. Brito's like yeah, it's like a, a a grandfather to me. So yeah, I, I love I love to pay homage to all these guys. Like even with the the tournament this summer that we had uh, at Monty's, I renamed it the Peter Brito Classic because I just felt like he deserved that recognition. Sure does. The um, it's nice seeing you a lot of you know things you're doing. You know you're in the schools. You're doing the basketball clinics. You know you're doing all the things that you know. Pretty much a Bay Village kid is kind of taught. You know we're taught to pass it on to move it on. I was you know whatever you were taught, you pass it on to the next generation. And I see that you're doing that. Um, and I never, um, let me see, how do I want to say this? The, it doesn't get exhausting. It, it, it's kind of that thing you look forward to, you know, when kids are coming to you and, all right, where's that, where's that next group, you know, and just continue to do that. Do that. I really um, want to commend you for that because, um there's, there's so many ways a kid can go. And if they're going towards the basketball level, guess what? Give them all the time they need. And um, so I'm glad that you're doing it. I'm glad that you started your business and 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 just being there for them because they can go in the other direction. You know that, B, man. They can mm-hmm. – it's very easy. Um, so that's one thing that I, I, I you know, I just want to let you know. I appreciate it. And that's like one of the biggest reasons why we do it. It's way bigger than basketball. I always tell these kids that basketball is at the end of the day, it's just a game. Uh, You can learn a lot of life lessons in terms of how to communicate, how to persevere, 
how to be unselfish, right? A lot of life lessons I've learned through basketball, but ultimately it can it can help you in just the real world, and it can help yeah. you get to places you wouldn't even have a chance to get to if you didn't play. It's almost that motivation, that constant reminder to keep going. All right, I know a lot of kids who I, I think I, I think about it myself as a kid that if I didn't have basketball, would I have been as good as a, as a student? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's almost that big incentive that you can keep, um, that you have constantly to always want to do good. So true. Um, you know, one of the things I liked as I, you know, growing up is having that Bay Village, um, you know, just growing up there. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I wouldn't trade for being raised to any other place in the city of New Bedford than the way I did because it, it made me the person I am. But um, it's 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 about another family, you know. Just just treating people like your family. That's in the neighborhood where where a kid needed to eat, you know. So your mom, you know, whoever they fed him, Nana fed him, just a neighbor fed him. If you've seen somebody without, you know kid running to the to the pony boy the ice cream man and didn't have any ice cream well someone was going to buy him one you know it wasn't going to be left out and that's the one thing i like about the bay village um the uh as you go on and going through school and, and getting opportunities in different at the collegiate level you know and i was so excited about you you know, all right, going to Providence College, he's right there, you know, he's right down the street, you know, everybody can get there, you know. And um, and then you go down to uh, Loyola, Maryland, right? And Loyola, Maryland. Yeah, Loyola, yeah. Maryland. The, um, I think I caught you on TV once, you know, and um, so as you go down there um, and you meet some people, was there a culture shock? Because it is a different type of, I wouldn't say Baltimore is real similar to New Bedford. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's but the only the first culture shock I had was race related because mm-hmm. we're we're fortunate enough in New Bedford where we have Verdeans, we have Portuguese, we have Spanish, we have all these different ethnicities. Now in Baltimore they have the same, but it's more separated. So when I went to Baltimore, maybe my first two weeks at school, uh, their mall was a lot bigger than ours. So I was in the parking garage and I was a little lost. So I had asked uh, a white woman, I was like, do you know how to get there? And it was a regular question, you know, yep. and the, how scared her face looked when I asked her. And that's when it hit me like, damn, I'm, I'm, I ain't in New Bedford anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's something that like would be a reoccurring thing in, um, while I was at school, Baltimore's it's different too because you can take a right and be in the richest neighborhood in the city, or you could go left and you're in the hood. And when I mean hood, I mean there's one block with ten abandoned houses, but there's one person who lives on that street. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't even make sense. Like how does this even make sense? Mm-hmm. So, but. I, I I really look at Baltimore as a second home. I loved it there. Um, we had a, we had a lot of fun. Um, my freshman year, we had a lot of success. I was rookie of the year my freshman year, and then from there was a little bit of a change of stuff I wasn't used to. Um, we had, I believe, like seven seniors my freshman year who were twenty four years old, like mm-hmm. old seniors. I was only eighteen, so when we lost them, I became the leader which was something I was used to, but at the college level, it, it just, it, it takes a lot more out of you. <laughs> yeah. So we hit some rebuilding years and then my senior year, we had some, some success again. The, uh, we got a question on um, the next level factory in Dartmouth. Where can I get more info about it? You can get, you can get info for Next Level Factory right online if you go to nextleveltraining.com. Um, all the information is there. It's a really nice website. We just got redone. And also, there's the Next Level Factory app that you could download on your phone. Um, I would suggest to go online first. 
to get the overview of everything. And then if you're looking to get private workouts, like one-on-one workouts or group training, we also do a lot of clinics through February breaks or any any school break or in summertime. You can get a lot of information off the app too. Good. And as as Brian's saying that, what I'm going to do is actually continue to share everything that he's possibly involved in, especially with Next Level. And I'll be sharing that on the Really Charlie podcast group on Facebook um, just because he's a guest. Um, and I'm going to constantly support and throw things out there, you know, and bring bring people your way. Thank you. Um, I appreciate it. The, the guidance and the tutelage is definitely there. And um, I know that, you know, if a kid has to play some basketball or, or wants to be taught the right way, Brian and his staff are definitely going to do that. Um I, you know, I was talking to Lexi and she, she's trying to tell me that she does everything in your gym, man. What's up with that? No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lexi's, I would say Lexi is my cleanest employee, man. She, I got, now we got four, I got four trainers. We got, we got Marcus Wills. I got Pee yep. uh, Wee Torres, Sean Mosier and Lexi. So I got, and then myself, we're all four spoiled men. Mm-hmm. So Lexi uh, makes make sure hey the bathroom ain't looking how it's supposed to. I gotta get it. So she does do a lot of the little things um for us over here. Us boys who've been spoiled by our mom and grandparents don't do a good enough job of. Now are you coaching her up coaching her up too? Yeah, I mean I'm 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 trying to show her this the as far as the teaching game and how to break things down more. And I think through that you're able to you're, the game's able to slow down even more for you. If you're able to explain it and break things down, then when you're doing this, it, like, oh, this is easy. It's a mm-hmm. piece of game. And, and that comes with age, too. Um, so, yeah, we she's, she's doing a great job here, man. And um, we actually got to – I got to get her on the court more of just helping her overall with her development because she still yeah. wants to play um, overseas and, and semi-pro. And Lexi Kahoot, man. So. Yeah, you you could see you seen. She she was um she was trying to be unselfish during this last tournament that she had not New England, but when she was in Cape Verde and she was trying to be, um, you know, un, she just wanted to be that team player, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if she ever put that ball down and said, "I'm just going to do what I got to do and score," and uh, she definitely would have put them over the hump a couple of times, but. And, you know, and during the podcast that I had with her, you know, she had told me some, you know, the backstory of a few things. And I, I now I truly understand what yeah. she's going through. Um, you know, what what about you, your experience in Cape Red? I mean, you you, you got hurt. Um, um, so my my first year in Cape Verde was right after college, uh, 2011. I went there. Um, starting point guard, we we actually were traveling to uh, Mozambique. So we hit a few places in between. We started in Cape Verde, and then we were in Canary, Canary Islands, which is more like Spain than it is Africa for like two weeks. Beautiful place. So we had a few scrimmages there, and I'm playing really well. And then when we get to Mozambique for the tournament, they tell me my paperwork's not through, so I can't play the first game. So I'm, I'm pissed about it, naturally. Yep. And then the first game turns into the second game. And then the second game turns into the whole tournament. So I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm away from my family, fresh out of college for um, a month and a half. And I can't even play basketball. And for me, I had a lot riding on it. Um, mm-hmm. That summer I started working with Chris Heron. And he had set up some different agents to watch me and try to, try to um, send my tapes out on my college tapes out so I could get a job overseas. And I was like, you know what, Chris, I'm just going to go play. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to rely on this. I've always betted on myself and it always worked. But when we got there, I can't play because the paperwork was out of my control. So yeah. my first experience with Caverd wasn't the best. Um, but then I gave it a second chance the next summer. We qualified for Afro basket, which was going to be an ivory coast. Um, but going into that, we got a chance to host a tournament in Caverd. So we're playing in front of 3,000, 4,000 of our people mm-hmm. going crazy for four games. And it was the probably the top experience of my life outside of playing at New Bedford High School. 
It was an out-of-body experience to qualify and to do well in in front of the country, um, coming from just a little city in New Bedford. So that was amazing. And then in 2013, we played in Ivory Coast, where we had a lot of success. We we were one game away from the Final Four. We lost by one to Egypt, but I I led the team in uh, points and assists. Um, we beat a really good Nigeria team that had like five NBA guys on it. Um, so that was really fun. Um, and I got a lot of, I got a lot of different offers to play overseas, um, because of the K Verdean experience. But at that time I had, I just had my daughter who was three months. So for me, I didn't have enough experience to know, like, all right, if I start off at this, um, get paid this much to go play in. Portugal, I didn't realize that if you play well, the money just keeps increasing. No one ever told me that. Yeah. So I looked at it as, all right, if I got to start off there, I make money being home. I make mm-hmm. more money being home. I'm just going to stay home, which, and when I did that, I fell in love with coaching and kind of yeah. put playing on the back burner. So everything happens for a reason, but I love my experience in K-Bird. Being there, the people treat you amazing. Um, I can't wait to go back to the country, to be honest. Good. It's been a few Good. years. Last time I seen you, you were on some – well, no. Last time I seen you was at Kearney. Time before that, you were on some crutches. Oh, it blew yeah. my mind, man. I didn't know you were hurt. And um, kind of gave me a flashback, you know, because I messed up both my patella tendons and mm. pretty much stopped me from playing only because I didn't want to have surgery again. I didn't want to get hurt again because – those staples are no joke, man, you know, and uh, so, but uh, how's your knee, man? Everything good? My knee is, I'm cleared from to play basketball. Um, As far as like little one-on-one stuff, I rehabbed the hell out of it for six months. Um, I've been working out a lot more recently um, as far as no restrictions, basketball wise, strength and conditioning wise. So, it gets better weekly, so I'm I'm trying to take in. The, I'm playing the long game, the slow grind. I hope to be able to play by the summertime. I love Good. playing basketball, even just working out. It just it brings something different out of me. I'm always yelling and screaming. I'm excited. I just mm-hmm. it's therapy, man. So I hope to be able to play by the summer. But for now, I'm just um, doing some workouts with with a couple of friends to stay in Good. shape. But the knees coming along. Yeah, your mindset is will get you right. You know, I know that will that will happen. You'll definitely be playing. Um, Wayne Burgle says Brian was the f- Brian, the first kid I remember taking his training serious. Used to walk around the neighborhood and hoop with the with the shoes. That oh yeah, the, the toes. All right. The strength shoes. Oh, okay, strength all right, I got you. Now I understand. Yeah, it help you with, with your jumping. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Charlie, at eight years old, I I was obsessed with basketball. Like that was my thing. So I grew up with Wayne. He was my uh, Wayne was my my next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's actually uh, Shane Berger, who's the new uh, one of the new council city councilors, yeah. um, his brother. So we grew up together and we we played all sports, but basketball was like I was obsessed with it. Everyone knew from a young age that I would have some success with it. I was fortunate enough to do it, do do hard work. So when you were across the street, you know, hooping on the other side, you might have had, you know, the group reality and hip hop dudes rapping on the porch. Did you hear them? Did you get fresh knowledge of them? Nah. No. Uh-uh. Who, who, okay. re- reality? Yeah. No. Nah. All right. Because. I guess that's where they started, right on the Burgo porch over there. So you know, well, you know what? That was probably weird. They're a little older than us. That's why. That's right. Yep. Yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm missing that 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 age difference. You know, right? But I'm proud of them, and uh, I had them on the podcast, and and uh, they got their new they got their new tracks out, and they're doing. Oh, okay. So Wayne says that's my cell's rap group. Now my right. my yeah, cell wasn't right. rap. My cell was younger than us. He's not. Right. He wasn't rapping yet, man. Okay. All right. We were telling him he couldn't play. <laughs> he was a little bro. He had the height, but man, he, he kind of he didn't want to do that, man. 
uh, and coming from the family of Hector Barrows, man, got to have some athletic ability. And, and even the Burgos, then, you know, they did their thing too. So the, um, let's see. Noah, there's something in your bio that admit I missed. And uh, you mentioned Syracuse. What was, what was you doing in Syracuse? No, so um, one of the kids that, that we get here at the gym, not kid, one of the college athletes that we get, um, Rhode Island kid. He just transferred from Villanova last year to Syracuse. So we started for Syracuse right now. His name's Cole Swider. So he's one of the kids that we train over at the gym. So all those schools that were in the bio, just some uh, all the kids that the student athletes, I should say, that we train here in the summertime that play okay. at the big time level. Have you seen Bryson yet at, at PC? Have you gone to a game yet? I've been to a few games. I yeah. think Bryson right now is just waiting for his turn. I think he just gotta you gotta stay hungry, um, stay into it, stay selfless. His time will come, but it'll come with, with hard work. Um, you know, I think he, he, once he gets his opportunity, I think it will come more so next year. I think he could blossom because that kid can do. Just about everything on the basketball court. He's a hell of an athlete. He can shoot it. He's a good defender. So you just got to stay hungry, stay ready. And then when the opportunity comes, be ready to jump all over and take advantage. This area is bringing out some, you know, we always bring out a lot of things, a lot of a lot of players. And we got Noah, Noah Fernandes up at UMass. Amherst. And uh, Noah's a dog. <laughs> I, I, he is. And I actually, um, you know, could you imagine if this area, if if Fall River, Dartmouth, and New Bedford was considered a metropolitan, like everything else, you know, up in Boston, and you know, right. could you imagine if we had that opportunity where transportation could go, you know, connected to those three towns? It That'd would be, be amazing. Tremendous. tremendous. Even that that on that little onset area, the, they get a lot of talent. They get a lot of talent too. Um, it's it's crazy, and it's a different time too, as far as just the kids going to their public high school, and mm -hmm. and it's not even a knock on the kids because I don't even I don't blame them. There's more opportunities now for them outside of their local high school, and yeah. you need to go where the opportunity is and. Not for every kid. Some kids, it makes more sense to go to high school, whether it's New Bedford High, whether it's Vote, whether it's Wayham, like we're talking about onset. Mm -hmm. For other kids, it's 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 more of an advantage if they go to prep school, like under Nay Adams. Yeah, my little just my little sister. She's mm -hmm. top player in New England at her grade. It makes more sense for her to go to prep school. And I'm so so shows. proud of her. You know, absolutely. So she she lives she in here with us. Yeah. <laughs> I think she was around 12 years old. I gave her a basketball, you know, give a good kid, uh, you know, give a good kid a gift, you know, a basketball. I was giving her basketball and football. It was my last few years on the job. Mm -hmm. And um, when I came across her and met her, um, you just, you know, just felt it. And then I seen some, I seen a game and I said, wow, this kid is a whole lot better than I thought, you know. And um, so for to see her, do her thing and have a very, very good opportunity to go to the next level is going to be nice to see, you know, and, um, and she's no slouch academically as, as fine as, as what I found out, you know, she's doing good in school. She's, she's she is a special kid. She's, she's a special human. She's, she's great. She checks all the boxes as a person, as a basketball player. Mm -hmm. so she, she's gonna have success but after basketball <laughs> for sure during mm -hmm. basketball she's she's one of those now we got we gotta talk about your little sister man how's she doing she's great yeah she's um she's a little she's a star of, she's a star on her own the mm -hmm. amazing thing to me with with Jayana is she loves bat. She loves basketball naturally, like similar to me. She cries when she loses a game. Mm -hmm. I tell my mother, "Don't tell Brian I I played bad. He's gonna be mad at me." I'm like, I don't even <laughs> I don't even act like that with her because 
I, I, she's so young. She's only in seventh grade. So I'm trying to give her her room to blossom on her own right now. Mm-hmm. But in another year or so, we're really going to ramp things up. Good. <laughs> so, but she, she's amazing. She's amazing too. Got to be proud of her. Um, sure. It was hard over the years for me to get anything other than a hello out of her. But you know what? <laughs> I'd rather let her stay that way. You know, stay right. that way, kid. You're making me happy. You don't have to say 10 words to me because <laughs> I'm happy seeing her on the court doing her thing. And, uh, you know, she's respectful. You don't, you guys don't have to worry about her outside the house. She's going to be that mm-hmm. same type person. It's it's in with, with basketball too because she's a naturally shy kid, especially when she was younger. But every year as she gets better at it, right, her confidence continues to grow. So it's just like all those those life skills that you get from playing a sport, playing basketball. I see it with my little sister. Yeah. Um. I also want to commend you about um, the Monty's, you know, the Peter Brittle classic. You guys had a drone going through the neighborhood. That was awesome. I don't know who did that, but whoever did it, it was nice. That's my man, the Connect, the Connect Media. Mm-hmm. He's uh, one of the top. He does a he does a lot of pro NBA guys games. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I got to break out some old pictures. I got to find them, man, with you guys on the court. Um, I had a few of you, and um, but I missed a lot of years down at Monty's um, during the tournaments, um, just being busy, family life. Um, but every now and then, I find a picture, you know, on my camera, on my, you know, one of my scan discs, and I'll share it. So whenever I find one of them old school pictures of you, I'm going to put it up there. Please do. Uh-huh. Um, now I want to tell you, man, if your mom, she was, she was no joke, man, that girl, she, I mean, I got a sister, but if I had Kelly Grace as a sister, I wouldn't worry about nobody talking crap to me because <laughs> I just, I'm going to call my sister right now, you know? So you got to think where I come from, man. I got I got Kelly and my and Grace on one side, and I got Brian Rudolph Sr. on the other side. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you some earplugs, but that might not help you. It might get you a tough battle whipping, you know, but, you know, that's when you grab, you run the Nana, man. She'll protect right. you. Right. Ma takes care of me. Uh-huh. So, but uh, my sister Dawn was tough, you know, but she wasn't in the city growing up, so. You know, I, I couldn't use her when I needed her, you know. The um those Bay Village kids, you got Bernie, you got Kelly, you got Danny Gomes, you know, the those, those three, I wouldn't mind picking them over some boys, you know. I don't care what sport it was. I know they right. were gonna compete, you know. Right. <laughs> we're gonna do their thing. Um so I um I know you got a lot of people that you 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 know that you call your mentors i mean who's who's those outstanding people for you that really you know help you especially with the things you're doing now with basketball and mentoring who's those say the top three that really stand out for you i would say it's mainly my coaches and the people i've been around throughout my childhood you know my my mother would be top of the list um we yep. had yeah. when I was younger, she she helped Mr. Brito um, with his summer league yep. uh, at Monty's Park, which was at the time that was the best youth summer league we could have. There was no uh, BBA or any of that stuff, so that was amazing in itself. That was something we always looked forward to. Um, Mr. Brito, he's a mentor for me for what he did every summer, just bringing different teams down to come play at Monty's Park. I mean, as a kid, that was amazing to me. That's why I, I try to continue on the tradition now because of him. Um, Coach Rodericks, who's always – who kind of showed me um, how to play basketball for real. Like, I can play with my friends at Monty's or in the Bay Village, but he showed me how to structure it, mm-hmm. like, how, to, how to be an unselfish player, how to use my speed, how to use my God-given gifts. And he's always something that I can – I can rely on or if I have a question when I'm coaching, what do you think about their coach? These people all have opinions that, that matter to me. Um, 
So I would definitely say my mom, uh, for sure, I would say uh, Mr. Brittle, and I would also say uh, Coach Rodgers. And then yeah. even in my, in my dad, too, because yep, yep. my, my dad is someone who's, who's seen it all and done it all. So I can pretty much bounce anything off him, and he always will give me an honest answer, not what I want to hear. And, mm-hmm. and I'm his baby boy, too. So That's I get it. the compassionate side of him, too. So it's yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah, that communication, that talking, uh, especially you know, it's times you gotta listen, and there's just there's times that you want to talk, you know, mm-hmm. because even though you're you're um, you're younger or the you're, you're the a nephew, you're the child, um, you have something that you have a conversation, you can talk, you know, you can you can bring a conversation to them, and and, and you know, as long as they're listening to you that's a great combination. That's a great mentorship, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I know they're doing that to you. I know they're listening to you and, and things that you bring to the table. Um, so as you're, as, as they're doing that for you, I want you to do it to your kids that you're mentoring. Listen to them. For and, sure. And, um, because never know, you know, we, we know them on the court, but we may not know them at home and what they're mm-hmm. going through. I think that's like one of the biggest things that's missing now, especially in in in, this, in our city, is where, like, when, when I was coaching at New Bedford High School, for instance, I wasn't worried about the basketball side of it. That's the easy part. I know I could coach basketball. I was worried about is this kid eating when he gets when he goes home? Is this kid have lights at home? Is his heat on? What does this kid have to worry about when he's walking in his backyard or he's going to his house? Those are the things in the inner city that you have to worry about the most in, in, in order to have success that translate into a sport. If you don't focus on that and show these kids how much you care about them, but genuinely care about them, then we won't we won't have much success sports wise. True. We have um I got this piece on the, on the podcast that I bring up every, you know, every two weeks and it's about mental health, making it a priority. And, and there's so many people out there struggling. How many young, you see these young people thinking about a lot of things, you know, suicide, you know, they're pre- depressed. They're going through a lot, you know, just can't just counter at a, at a, at a, at the bottom level, you know, they hit rock bottom and they're thinking about doing some things. And, um, so, you know, I'm trying to bring that piece out, you know, because even, even a teenage kid could be going through some mental health problems. For know? sure. There's, there's a, there's a 16 year old kid right now who should be playing basketball. We had that taken away from him. And he's like, I can't imagine at 16 years old and basketball is my life. And it's been taken away from me. Like, how do you even cope with that? You don't even know, you don't even know how to deal with your feelings yet as a high school kid. Mm-hmm. And especially with social media now, too. Um, we live in a highlight world where everyone wants the instant gratification or the quick success. But that's not real life, right? Everyone sees the end product and not the process. So when that when that when that instant gratification isn't there it brings people down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everyone doesn't show the process online on their social media. Exactly. Um, Eileen Pina, Tiny, my girl says, uh, doing a great job with my grandson, Sincere, is on your team. Um, and and that's the common thing, you know, people, when we posted the advertisement of your, you coming on the podcast, and that was the, that was the going thing, you know, that, you know, Brian's so good with my kids, you know, my grandson, my nephew, whatever it may be. Um, and those are good things to hear. And and I know you know that you're doing a good job, but it's very nice to hear from the parents that are sitting. And there's a lot of parents that just may be, you know, quiet about it, not saying anything. But when they put it out public and, and, and basically just telling you you're doing a good job, your staff's doing a good job. Um and, you know, and I hear it, you know, and I'm from afar, you know, I'm not, I haven't been at your gym. I haven't been at next level. I haven't been there, but I know what you're doing. 
I have no no doubt that you're doing a good job. Um, and this is good. This is good resume. This is this is what you need. Um, but man, I miss you playing basketball. I really, do. <laughs> <laughs> I miss it too, man. And I look at it now. It's it's the bigger picture. Is it feels so much better. As much as I I I I love playing basketball, I love teaching it even more. It's just the feeling you can give a kid when he learns a new move or just seeing a kid's confidence grow, you know, is, there's no better feeling like that. Like I think that what is the highest, the highest human act a person can have is to inspire others or to show others the blueprint. And that's what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to pass down all my knowledge um, to these kids and any mistake I made, I don't want them to make it. I did that, so you didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. But any success that I've had, well, this is why I had success. Maybe your route's a little different, but let me help you get there. Or yeah. let me point you in the right direction to someone that's more similar to you. I think uh-huh. we often, too, we get caught up with um, doing things by ourselves, right? I, I like to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to do something with this person and this person. Because if we all work together, especially in our community, the sky's the limit, and the and who's going to benefit it from the most? The youth. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something me and, and Derek Baptiste do through the through our LLC leaders in training with the summer league, and we do basketball camps that bring so much more than just basketball. There, like we introduce them to mindfulness. Um, we bring drug drug and alcohol prevention, um, domestic domestic violence prevention. We introduce them to boxing, so many things, nutrition, that that might be outside their realm or their, their everyday life. We try to present to them so they know it's available. Awesome. The uh, one of my, one of my this is when you were playing. I I definitely knew <clears throat> well y'all when your opponent was in trouble, and this is your trademark. Something I always caught on is that when. Either shoulder you had, whether it's your left or right shoulder, when that dipped into your opponent like this and you were dribbling, I said, oh, he's going to go by him. And you usually went right by him. And you always shielded him off and then you would take off. And that was it. It was either a pass, layup, or 15-foot jump shot. Um, you, you had that. You knew exactly how to play the game. And um, I've seen you set up so many of your teammates, especially across court, with a pass that end up lead, leading to a jumper or a layup. You just had it, you know, whether it was a no-look pass or just that pass, hitting them in the chest. Some people did get hit off the head a couple of times, but you just had it, man. That intellect was nice, and, um, you know, that's what I miss about Brian and playing the game. So... I was fortunate, man. That 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 right there was that was a god. That was God's gift, man. Vision and some quickness. Yeah, you were quick mm-hmm. um, with the ball. Right. I could imagine without the ball, but even quicker, you're quick with the ball. People, you know, trying to catch up to you, and usually led to that layup. Um, the uh, Nick Ponce and you had something going. I mean, you and a lot of your teammates were just. Tremendous. And Ryan Rodericks. Yep, Ryan. Ryan rather. Ryan is um, you know, he gets he 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 was underestimated so much in his career in his in and people don't realize. Gotta look at that kid's stats, man. <laughs> them. Just look what he had, man. It hey is- Charlie, I tell people that all the time. I'm like, if we, if we got caught up in that's coach's son. Like yeah. coach's son Kahoot. Coach yeah. and Uncle Hoop our whole life. Me and Ryan were rivals before we got to high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we used to clash heads, even on the same team. And once we figured it out, Ryan Ryan was a special talent, man. He sure was. Um, Yvonne says, unfortunately, a lot of youth doesn't have dads or positive male role, uh, positive role models. So being a woman, bringing up three young boys, we have to turn to men like Brian to inspire them, of course. And um, I like that, you know, because when people like you step up for those absentee, 
fathers or uncles or brothers or whoever it may be, just that male male person in their life, you know. And and I'm not saying that being a male means you're the best um, for a boy, you know, because I was brought up by some strong women, you know, and uh, sure. and I have no problem with what they taught me and what they they uh, you know bring to the table for me. So, you know, sometimes. Uh, I wrote this poem and it's called man, that woman, you know, and, and, and it's like, man, that woman, she did this, she did this for me. And you can say that about your mom, you know, your grandmother, your Nana, you know, but, uh, Yvonne, I, I definitely hear what you're saying. And, um, you know, and that definitely we need more mentors and we got them out there. They're out there. For sure. Brian's Brian's, you know, he's doing his thing. Um, and, so many out there. Oh, let me see. What's this say? A lot, a lot of great camps, battles between you two. Hey, um, yeah. me and Ryan, we used to yeah. have the, the New Bedford High School camp, and we obviously would be on opposite teams to keep the mm-hmm. camp competitive. So we'd always end up in the championship. Whoever won got MVP. <laughs> so uh-huh. it was, it was uh, a lot of, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It sure was. The um, <laughs> I remember Coach Roderick's house in the Cushnet. You know, had the court and uh, man, that that growing up with that in the backyard. I mean, that's a dream come true, man. Sure. So, mom and dad did some. They had something. They had a vision. You know, way before, probably. You know, and uh, and look at the grandkids now. Look at the Roderick's grandkids. They're doing well. I actually just had I just worked out Max today. He comes oh, once good. he comes to me once a week. They they're gonna be a <laughs> they're gonna be some good ball players too. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned uh you mentioned Chris Heron just a little while ago and uh you know look at look look what is his what's his nephew or his son. His son. Yeah, his son. His son doing well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um another great another great podcast yeah it is another great podcast brian rudolph's on my podcast making it great i love it the um i want to talk about nick Korea, man hey he's he's outstanding man and i keep trying to get him on his podcast oh no we'll, we'll i'll get him on here i'll get him All on right. here for you nick is Wow. Nick is probably one of the most selfless people I know. That's my big brother. I love him to death. Mm -hmm. Um, Amazing. He's the guy who's with you when everything's great. He's with you when everything's bad. Nick is the most selfless person I've ever met and one of the greatest people I ever met. I should have added him to the mentor list too, Mm -hmm. for sure. He, he's the best. You did. You, Without saying it, I knew he was good to you. And um he does he does this joke, man. He prank call a friend of mine, you know, a friend of ours. <laughs> and it's uh he's an Australian weightlifter trying to trying to sell a, a seven speed blender or something. <laughs> it is so hilarious, man. Brian, I I can't you the next time you see him, talk to him about it. Oh, I'll call him tomorrow and ask for it. <laughs> so, oh man, I, I'm, I'm, it's been an honor doing this. I hope I got everything out in this podcast for you. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to share this. I'm going to put it on Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube, which it's already live on YouTube and Facebook, but Anchor and Spotify and within the next, you know, hour after we, we, you know, stop the podcast. Um, so it'll always be there. There's always going to be a video. Um, it's always going to be that turn to thing. You know, if I want to give it to, you know, hey, check out this video, Brian Rudolph. I might want to tell a kid, a young kid to just listen, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to thank you. I want to thank you, your parents, you know, for doing a great job with you. Your Nana was, she's one of the greatest Bay Village moms in the, in the world. And um, she's been a huge part of my life um, since your grandfather, Tommy Grace, you know, and um, 
He was key. He was huge to me. That's my, that's my guy. Huge, huge, huge. The, um, so, Brian, I, I give this question to everybody. Who would you like to see on the Really Charlie podcast? I want to go uh, Nick Corrid. Now, I think right. he has he has a he has a, a really good story. Um, just his ups and downs, you know, his, his battles and where he's at now. I think that's very important for kids to hear, even adults to hear. We all still have our battles for everyone in here and and what he's doing now too. So I would definitely say Nick would be amazing on here. I think I'll get I'll get him to do it for sure. All right. We we had a we had a podcast ad for him, but he, he had to cancel out. Something happened with the family and uh so we had to cancel. But um I surely, surely would love to have him on here um just to talk. I mean I, I I can't even count how many kids I've seen him work magic with, you know. And and a lot of it was free of cost. Mm-hmm. Yep. A, a lot of it, especially in 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 this in this city, a lot of it was free of cost. That dude was uh, amazing. It sure is. All right, man. Well wishes with you. I appreciate you having me, man. Yeah, I got I got a few plugs real quick though, Charlie. You gotta, sure, whatever gotta, you want, man. I gotta throw the business out. So we got Next Level Factory Dartmouth, um, um, on Fifty Two Center Street, right in South Dartmouth, really close, just outside New Bedford. Um, great private uh, training facility. We got basketball. We got Athletes First, which is a strength and conditioning side, with my uncle Sharik and Jared Antle. They do an amazing job. Um, I think if you've never been to this facility, when you walk in, it's kind of everyone's like, this is ex- this exists here. <laughs> it's nice. Still there? Hi, everyone. He cut out a little bit. Everything that Brian is, you know, next level and all the things that he's trying to propose, I'm going to continue to share on uh, the podcast um, in the Facebook group um, as much as I can um, just to promote what he's doing. He's doing tremendous things for the neighborhood, the community. And what I'm going to do is uh, just give him a few seconds just in case he, you know, his feed comes back on. There we go. You there, B? All right. Go ahead. You can continue. Also, back to what I was saying, we got uh, we're here uh, at Next Level Factory with Sean, trying to give everyone the blueprint, man. It's something that we didn't have as kids growing up, and we offer just about everything athletically here, but also mentally too, um, to challenge you to grow your confidence to feel better about yourself. So we we offer that, and then we also have leaders in training LLC. Um, where we're creating little leaders in our community, both boys and girls. Um, me and Derek Baptiste do basketball camps in the summer. We have over 150, 200 kids at New Bedford High School. We had a summer league, our first summer league this summer at Buttonwood Park. Um, this summer should be even bigger. Um, and then we also have um, AAU coming up, spring AAU basketball um, through our leaders in training LLC for high school kids. So, we're trying to offer everything possible for our community, boys and girls, so we can kind of change the culture through what we know, which is basketball. So we're here for you, and thank you for having me, Charlie. Uh, I'm very, very honored to have you on here. I'm very happy to have you on here. Um, and feel free, you know, if a kid struggling and trying to get to one of your camps or on one of your teams, you know, uh, you know, me and my family will try to do the best I can to help out that kid to to I participate, you know, and, and get through it, you know. So all you do is just send me a message and uh, try to do what I can, you know, 100 books here or I'll do something, you know, um, and we'll go from there. All Thank right, man. You, man. Appreciate you. Work on that knee, get back on that court, and uh, you get on the court, I'm bringing my camera, bro. All right, say less. <laughs> Love you, bro. I love you too, man. Thank you. Take care. All right. Awesome. This is uh 
it's what I'm talking about on the Really Charlie podcast. Getting people like this to get on here and talk, talk to talk, chop it up, you know, and bring some life experiences to the to the podcast. So we so people will listen and learn from what they're going, what what my guests are going through or been through, and um, you know, Brian's Brian's it man. He he's doing his thing inside and outside the school and definitely putting kids in the right place and uh, very proud of that uh all right everyone tomorrow i will have myself and marvin speller coach m100 we will be we will be on the podcast 7 p.m eastern time talking about mental health and depression and feel free if you have a story and you're going through some mental health issues and you want to share your story with the really tally podcast just come on the podcast tomorrow and uh in the comment section just say invite me invite you and you can share your story with the listeners all right thank you much appreciate it and i'll see you tomorrow god bless it's the really charlie podcast yeah it's the really charlie podcast yo yo it's the really charlie podcast bumping to your broadcast grab a chance fill the glass yeah it's the really charlie podcast yo it's the really charlie podcast yeah yeah it's the really charlie podcast bumping to your broadcast grab a chance fill your glass